Good morning, this is William Wall with the Inner Sanctum uh, podcast. Uh, this is uh, episode number four, I, I do believe we're on. Uh, we were going to interview uh, Mr. Uh, Zach to- Tope, Tope, Tope uh, on his experiences in Vietnam and his mission that he was on. And uh, But unfortunately, due to the coronavirus, we have to, we're going to hold off on that interview as we are, we're going to do it personally, in live, person to person. Today, we'll, we will be actually interviewing Ms. Andrea Nieto. Andrea uh, is actually in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. She's going to give us an update on how the virus is affecting Floridians, and especially in their, uh, their work habits and uh, their, also their visiting habits and, uh, and how many people are actually out on the beach. Uh, so she will give us a good idea. But I just wanted to talk about the virus. It's Easter Sunday, so happy Easter. Uh, the Lord has risen. And I just wanted to uh, talk about the virus that, that here in Tennessee, especially we're up here in Johnson City, it has been not affecting that many people, fortunately. Although it could change. Uh, and uh, I, I feel it probably will. Uh, I, I was, that's at the VA hospital. Uh, just a few days ago for an appointment at the dermatology clinic uh, and uh, when I was there they had roadblocks that are only allowing people with appointments to get in and then uh, they give you a, a little patch on, that you stick on your shirt letting, you, letting them know that you're, you've already been screened <coughs> um, there was not too many people there, it was like a ghost town just mostly, all I saw was mostly employees a few, few people walking the hallways and I'm sure that the the, the beds are pretty full, uh, yeah, but I just, it was just kind of a scary situation. Uh, just seeing that it was uh, the whole town of John City was pretty quiet. Uh, not much traffic. Uh, not too many people out walking around or or doing anything. Um, mostly going after food items, uh, Powell's, Burger King, uh, Wendy's, where people were getting food to go. So it, it, it does remind you of, uh, of like a science fiction movie where, uh, uh, like the virus movie, uh, took over and they had to quarantine everybody. But uh, we'll get through it. Uh, I'm sure we will. Uh, I, I'm feeling good. I, I, I've been to the hospital twice in the last month. The first time for six days, I had an allergic reaction to trilicity. Uh, they had to take me off of it. It was some medication for diabetes. Um, but it was a new one. So I tried it, but I had an allergy breakdown, a rash all over my skin, uh, vomiting, diarrhea. So they took me off of that. So that was my first trip. And my second trip was my appointment with dermatology. But besides that, I feel great. Um, I've been, it's been about a week now, almost. So I'm feeling pretty good. So in just a few minutes, we're going to try connecting up with Andrea. Uh, one of the South American countries that has been hit the hardest with about 500 deaths a day. So they've been, they've been uh, having bodies burned in the street as the poor people have the money to get them buried or get them cremated. Here we have Miss Andrea Nieto from Fort Lauderdale, Florida on the line right now. 
And she's going to tell us a little bit about what's going on with the uh, the uh, coronavirus in that area in South Florida and how it's affecting her life. Uh, Andrea, are you there? I will, yes, I am. Okay, can you tell me uh, how is the situation in Fort Lauderdale as far as the virus goes and how is it affecting your life? Well, everything right now we are, we are on a shutdown. Uh, we do have a curfew of 11 p.m. Uh, that runs all the way to 7 p.m., 7 a.m. in the morning. Um, just pretty much to get your essentials and stuff. You still have, you still have the ability to go out and, um, you know, the daily exercise if needed, of course, after some social distancing. And, um, pretty much, you know, a lot of businesses are, uh, seem to be coping down as I work for a credit card processing server, so I am getting calls nationwide that a lot of businesses are canceling their accounts due to the, to the virus issue right now. <clears throat> and when you say that there's a curfew, do you, do you see people violating the curfew? After 11 p.m., you really don't don't see anybody outside and stuff. You still have your your essentials workers that are coming in and out from work on the streets, and then your shoppers. Um, but pretty much after that, after 11 p.m., it's pretty silent for a busy city. Are you saying it affects? It does affect your work. Um, it does affect. Um, you know, we are essential. Workers, where I'm working at right now, so we don't have um, enough computers to have everybody work from home at the moment. But that is something that's being worked on right now. Um, but it is, it's, um, it's, a, it's a different change. You can see the volume of calls that are coming in are not as much as before. Um, Emergents needing assistance with their yeah, the biggest thing we see here up in where we're at in Tennessee is what we see on the news. But do you still see people on the beach or in, or out shopping? Um, you see people on the beach doing exercises, but you don't see the beaches full, like you know, no, no one's hanging out or doing barbecues and stuff like that. <clears throat> okay, no, no more than ten people to groups. Yeah, you see them also. You see them single, single or doubles. Now let me ask you, how is the death rate? Has it gone up there recently? They are actually um, to about maybe like 101, 100 and something uh, per day at the moment. And it, it is rising and infected as well. It's over 18,000. Wow. Just, uh, yeah, we, we see it. That's a very densely populated area. And it would be hard to, I know they said stay home as much as possible, but are people really staying home? People are staying home. You do see people staying home, and then you see, you know, it could be taken a little bit more seriously. You see people that should, they should take it more seriously, more precautions, like um, wearing a mask or wearing gloves and stuff. You do see those <clears throat> do follow the rules, and then those that don't practice it. Now, do you see other masks? Uh, are they really kind of available, or or can you do, or do you have trouble finding them? You 
had a lot of trouble finding those items. I don't even know how she do it. She thinks she's got the products, um, paper towels, vital, bleach. Pretty much are off the shelves right now. Gloves are, basic gloves are hard to find. Um, of course, the N95 masks are being used for hospital use. Um, then for the hospital staff, which is understandable, but there's other ways that you can practice. Um, protecting yourself from others from the virus by using uh, homemade masks. You can do it very much use homemade masks like a handkerchief or a bandana, anything that can pretty much protect you. Wash your hands frequently. And now, do you see, is it, is it pretty much, uh, as far as the medical staff, down there, are they, are they usually pretty much the first people to get infected? And how is the infection rate going affecting your job? Infection rate, um, it is. We've had a case already um, at work. Uh, the DR sanitizing the building and um, for the moment being, they're taking for precaution of it. Okay. Uh, now, let me ask you another quick question. You, you've been to, you're from Ecuador, and how is the state of Ecuador in the country? How, is there, how are they handling the situation? scene of what's going on over there. It's the U.S., which we are uh, more economically stable. We're having a hard time with our medical team being protected and the medical equipment that's needed. Uh, Ecuador is really having a really rough time. I spoke to um, my cousin that's in Peru who has friends and family that are also in Ecuador. And they're saying that, you know, that the death toll over there, it's, it's very high. That, one day they reported 500 people, 500 deaths, but there's not enough medicals, and it's a really tough situation for the deceased to be um, picked up. It takes some time for the, you know, you have to call the Red Cross over there, and it's a, it's a big process, so it's a very difficult Now, when you situation. say you're at your job, I'm just kind of curious, are, do they provide equipment for you, like a gloves and mask and uh, sanitizer? At the top, there are sanitizers. You do have sanitizers. You do have our cleaning staff that are constantly cleaning that, yes. Um, but the, 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 the medical part, which is like gloves and masks and stuff, it's, it's not provided. It's something that we could, as ourselves, take an effect and try to protect ourselves with our own um, homemade masks and stuff, anything that can help. And pretty much it has to, I guess it has to do with just a, such a little shortage right now that everybody's uh, shopping for them and they're, they're pretty much hard to find. So you can bring your own gloves and you can bring your own masks. And have you been tested yet for the virus? Well, I, I'm going to be tested on Monday. I will be getting tested. I do have an appointment, an upcoming appointment. Yeah. I don't have any, any symptoms or anything like that. I'm not coughing or anything, but just, you know, <laughs> you were notified that somebody was ill from our job. And so I've just taken, you know, precautions on, on, on moving forward with that. How's the, how's the food situation at the, at the grocery stores? The food situation is not bad. Um, the first week, 
that we were going into shutdown, it was very difficult. Uh, there was shortage of meats, and there wasn't that, many, that much select, and everybody was pretty much out and about that week trying to stock up on their home. But as the weeks go by and we are on shutdown, we do see that there are, um, when it comes to food products, there is there's more meats now than it was on the first week. Okay, yeah, this is pretty much the same situation up here, up in the north area. We've got plenty of food. The food's there and it's available. The is but yeah. they, they recommend we wash, like uh, not bringing boxes down or bags, and wash everything down or sanitize everything down before you put it away. Oh, yes. That's something that I, I do practice here at home. Um, I dispose plastic bags. Um, I wipe food products, the cans and stuff with some water and some bleach that I have been um, keeping it for emergencies and just disinfecting um, things that are coming out of the house and coming in. Have you had a chance to talk to any of the medical people there? Medical staff? No, I have not. Yeah, no, they're, they're very stressed out pretty much. Yeah, they are pretty stressed out. Stressed out. Um, the good thing is that the tests are being a little bit more available to the public than the, <laughs> the first week. Um, there was a shortage because there was other states that were going into crisis. You know, we're like in a little bit of a delay from our peak. Our peak is not coming in until like the end of April. Um, so there was shortage of tests at first and you did have to qualify to get tested. And you still do get questions, but they're trying as much as possible to give it out to the public, still answering questionnaires. And as time goes by and the cases still increase, um, you know, you find people that are infected in the workplace and stuff like that. So that gives out an alarm that that person does need to get tested. So they're they're making a little bit more flexible, yes. Now, how, how have you got two kids? How are they handling it? The kids are fine. I think a lot of, you know, the kids, uh, they have a pretty much overall idea what's going on. Um, they're home, they're homeschooling. They, have, they go into their websites, they do their work, they log in. And, you know, the kids are doing the best they can to keep up with their education in this time. Um, the kids are kids. They, they, they understand, but they don't understand the, the fullness of the, how, how the situation is, pretty much. Yeah. Well, let me go ahead and let you go, Andrea, and we'll, we'll touch base again maybe next week for an update. Sounds good, Will. Okay. We'll Pleasure talk. speaking with you. We'll talk to you then. We thank Andrea Nieto for her update. on. And again, next Sunday we'll be able to talk again with Andrea to get another update on how things are looking in Florida. In the meantime, catch me hopefully with Zach, uh, Zachary uh, Toot, the former Vietnam vet next week.